A couple of hours away at 11 o'clock this morning, the Governor-General will send commissioners in to formally open Parliament. And then the Clerk of the House will preside over the swearing-in of the MPs and the election of the Speaker. Ah, all par for the course. Uh, our Deputy Political Editor, Craig McCulloch, is with us now. Kia ora, Craig. Hello, Ingrid. Sounds like, well, par for the course, this is an ancient ceremony, but might not go quite so smoothly today by the sound of things. Let's talk about the swearing-in. Uh, what has Te Pāti Māori got planned, do you think? Well, yes, we wait to see. Certainly Te Pāti Māori has made clear their strong opposition to swearing allegiance to the king. They do not see that as being an equal partnership, having to pledge allegiance to a colonial power. They have put out that statement saying, we do not consent We do not surrender. Now, if they want to sit in Parliament, if they want to vote, if they want to serve on select committees, they do not have much choice in the matter. They will have to swear an oath to King Charles. It is a legal requirement. It is one that has persisted. There is not a great deal of wiggle room there. Now, back in 2011, of course, Hone Harawera, he was turfed out of the House when he instead tried to swear allegiance to Te Tiriti. He had to come back two weeks later when Parliament re, uh, reset and he had to try again, try again. He did in 2020, Rawiri Waititi, he delivered a wedu, uh, a wedu while walking up to make his oath. It was a way, I guess, of him getting around the rules slightly. He still pledged allegiance to the Queen at the time, but he was able to make his discomfort known. Now, exactly what the six MPs have planned today is a bit unclear. They've said they want to first pledge allegiance to their mokopuna, whenua and te tiriti. But Debianaru Apeka has also said that they will do what they must and they must swear an oath to King Charles. Will that be impacted or affected in any way, do you think, by the protest action outside? Well, protesters have, as listeners will have heard, they've moved to the forecourt outside Parliament. They're making their presence known. It is unclear exactly how long they plan to stick around. I suspect that many will move on as the workday gets underway. Already it does seem to be dispersing. There is an element of ceremony that is due to take place outside Parliament when those three commissioners arrive on the forecourt. So uh, that may need to be adjusted, but it is still very early days. Security seems to be in place. It's managing the situation. I think more than anything, the protest going on outside is just going to colour the day's events and provide that backdrop, the fact that there is protest on day one. Mm, possibly a recurring uh, theme throughout this uh, term, this government's term. Uh, the Speaker's election, that also happens this morning. So Jerry Brownlee as the preferred option. Is the opposition going to oppose uh, his appointment? Look, National will put up Jerry Brownlee as Speaker. It is, of course, an important role, a powerful role. We sometimes talk about it as Parliament's referee. Previous Speakers have enjoyed different degrees of support from the, uh, MPs in the House, Adrian Rudifer, um, was well regarded, Trevor Mallard somewhat less so. So Labour had requested that Jerry Brownlee come and speak to them as a caucus to take questions, to make the case, as it were, um, and that took place yesterday. My understanding is that Labour will not oppose Mr Brownlee and that the Greens, too, are not expected to oppose. So uh, regardless, Jerry Brownlee was going to be Speaker. There was the numbers there with the uh, with the coalition. However, Labour and the Greens are showing no signs of opposing them. What exactly Te Party Māori does, we wait to see. Hey, just finally, I know you've talked about early days for this government and yet it appears we have the first cabinet leak. Uh, some papers yes. there about the uh, fair pay uh, agreement legislation being rolled back. How significant is that? 
Look, cabinet confidentiality is a crystal clear condition of membership. It is spelled out in black and white in the coalition documents this time round. It says government ministers will be bound by the principle of cabinet confidentiality as set out in the cabinet manual. And listeners might remember that when Stuart Nash was found to have breached it earlier this year, Christopher Luxon demanded that he not only be booted from cabinet, but from parliament altogether. So that is the standard which Christopher Luxon himself set. Now, I should point out that despite everything I just said, it's not entirely unusual for there to be leaks out of cabinet. In fact, we here in the media tend to encourage them. Um, <laughs> but it is rare, though, for a document like this to make it into the public arena before the actual decision is made. And the fact that it has happened so early in this government's term, just one week in is also, I think, of note. Now, the question will be, of course, whether or not this is a, a recurring theme for National. Is this someone disgruntled? Um, or, or, or is this just some once-off early cabinet jitters as everyone gets accustomed to their roles? I think that is going to determine just how damaging it will be for the government one way or the other. Big day for you and for everyone else there at Parliament. Uh, thank you very much for that. That is our political editor, our deputy political editor, Craig McCullough.